Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. But God has put a word on my heart, and I hope you're expectant. And we're talking about pursuing the presence of God. Pursuing the presence of God. Last Sunday, for, just for the benefit of those who were not there, I began this series on the pursuit of the presence of God. And I talked about seeking God. And I said that prayer is different from seeking God. Because people pray for different reasons. Some people go to prayer we read the scripture in the book of Isaiah when their lips are mentioning things but when their hearts are far away from God God himself said that these people praise me with their lips but their hearts are far from me and their worship of me is the traditions of men and the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect so the, if we talk about seeking God it is about the condition of our hearts because the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13 that you will call upon me and you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart friends this church one of the things we believe is to be a church for those who are tired of business as usual we don't just want to be another religion another gathering place another place where people come and hear a good word and and sing some songs and go back and they just go back to their life this has to be a place where people come and encounter God and their testimonies. We thank God for Juma's testimony. We thank God for our sister Anne when she first came. She said, I'm a Catholic. I do not know these things. But the way she's speaking today, God has transformed her life. When we seek God, our lives can never be the same again. And I pray that we will be that generation of those that seek God. David said this in the book of Psalms 27. says, when you said, seek my face, I said, oh God, your face will I seek. Why? Because they are those who seek his hand. They come to church because they know when they come to church, they will get money, they will get healing, they will get deliverance. And all those things are good, but God has never desired that men seek him for what he can give. 
God desires that we have relationship with him communion with him and God seekers the moment you begin to seek God the things of this world they lose their allure you meet the moment you begin to seek God he becomes your one and only passion and I pray that impact church will be made of people who are God seekers not religious people not good church people not people who know how to go through the motions but people who are seekers of God there's something the Bible talks about in the book of, of Psalms 107 when you read it it's a very interesting scripture the Bible says Moses Psalms 103 sorry says Moses knew the ways of God but the children of Israel only knew his acts so Moses had moved from where he was to a place where when God begins to work he understands his ways but the children of Israel only understood the acts of God Moses was so passionate for God that when God spoke to him and told him I will give you an angel the angel will fight your battles the angel will destroy your enemies in other words you will see my power you will see my glory you'll see all these things but he says because you're stiff-necked people I'm not going to go with you Moses said if you are not going with us we will not leave this place he was such a pursuer of the presence of God that he told God, God, what is it that is going to make a distinction between us and the rest of the people from other nations except you go with us? The presence of God is the most valuable thing you can ever have in your life. That's why the enemy would do anything to take you outside the presence of God. The reason God tells us not to sin is not because not, not only because sin will hurt him. Of course, sin hurts him. He's, he, 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 he does not like sin. He, does, he cannot tolerate sin. But the, the reason why God doesn't want us to sin is because sin separates us from him. The moment we are in sin, then we are separated from his presence. He, he put the, the, the Adam and Eve, when he created them, he put them in Eden. And as I explained last Sunday, the, the word Eden means the presence of God. There are people who have gone around looking, where could this Eden have been, you know? Some of them, people say, maybe it's somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere. But you know, any place can become Eden when it has the presence of God. Because that place, you know, God's presence was there. The absence of the presence of God is what causes fear. Because the, the Bible says the moment his eyes were opened, and as I 
preached here some time back, it was not his spiritual eyes that were open. It was his natural eyes that were open. He was in the spirit that he could not see his physical nature. He was so much in God that all the things around him had vanished. Just keep playing. But the moment that covering of the glory of God lifted, then he started hiding. He became self-conscious. He became conscious of his inadequacy, of his limitation. And he began to hide. And God asked him, who told you you're naked? But the presence of God is a covering. The presence of God is a covering. We were all created with a place in us that longs for the presence of God. That no money can ever fill. That no cars or houses or experiences. There is nothing in this world that can take the place of the presence of God. Outside the presence of God we are like a fish outside of water. Outside the presence of God, we are like the grass without the rain. We, have, we cannot be sustained without the presence of God. That's why we have to learn to pursue the presence of God. Last time I explained to you that though the Bible says that God is everywhere, He's omniscient. Yet we read a scripture here which says that He's a God who hides Himself. That peradventure men might seek him. Why does he hide himself? Because he wants men to seek him. He wants us to, to he wants to lift us from that place of just living for the vanity of this life to a place where his pursuit is our number one ambition. Like David, I mean, David became king. David had all these things. But he says, what? One thing have I desired. And one thing will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold his beauty. And to inquire in his temple. So last Sunday, that was about seeking God. Today I want to give us the second key of the presence of God for those who are pursuing the presence of God and that key is worship worship I'm going to talk about worship there, there, there are two kinds of people that we find in the scriptures that God is looking for The Bible says God sought for a man that could stand in the gap. That is Ezekiel 21 verse 30. But he found none. Another scripture says God wondered that there was no intercessor. So God is looking for intercessors. Prayer warriors. People who can pray. People who can carry the burden for their family, for their nation. And, and I've always preached it here. I believe God raised you. God saved you because he wants you to be the man, the woman that will break that pattern of frustration, of poverty, of disease, whatever it is that has plagued your family, 
you can stand and say it shall happen no more so God has raised you as an intercessor but beyond intercession the greatest pursuit do you know God is also pursuing men and God is looking the greatest thing that God is looking for he is looking for worshipers And I want to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, that when we get to heaven, there's been no, there'll be no prayer. There will be no preaching. There will be none of the things that we do in church. The only thing that will stay forever and ever is worship. The only thing that we will do forever and ever is to worship him. I want us to go to the book of John chapter 4. The Bible says this chapter verse 23. Well, let's begin from verse 22. Well, let's just let's, let's begin from verse 20. Our forefathers worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where it is necessary and proper to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither merely in this mountain, I'm reading from the Amplified, nor merely in Jerusalem. You Samaritans do not know what you are worshipping. You worship what you do not comprehend. We do know what we are worshipping. We worship what we have knowledge of and understand. For after all, salvation comes from among the Jews. Then verse 23 says, A time will come, however. Indeed, it is already here. When the true, genuine worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking just such people as his worshippers. God is a spirit or a spiritual being and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There are four truths that I'm going to bring to you today that we find in this text and then we'll be done. The first truth is worship you do not worship because of a place or worship is not confined to a place or to a house or to a location a lot of people struggle when it comes to matters of faith because 
people go to church for different reasons. There are people who will go to church because it's a beautiful building. There are people who go to church because their friends go to that church. There are people who go to church because it is Sunday. There are people who go to church because the worship team was great. There are people who go to church because the preacher, you know, was amazing. I mean, people have all kinds of reasons. Some people even go to church because, you know, the lightings were great. People have all kinds of reasons, you know. Because the usher greeted them well when they entered in. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with all these things. But a challenge, the same challenge that this Samaritan woman had. Because she said, for us we worship at the mountain. And you Jews insist that you must worship in Jerusalem. And, 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 and there are people who say, no, for me, I'm this religion. Or I was born like this. Or we worship when we're silent. Or we have to sit down and stand up and, and, and read a book. And, and, and this, there's all kinds of things that we do. And you guys don't do it. But Jesus tells the woman, it is not about a place. Worship. You do not worship God when you go to church. You worship God because you are the church. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. We do not come to church to worship God. If you wait for Sunday to worship God, then there's a problem. If you wait to go to a physical location so you can worship, then that is not worship. I pray that you can understand this because this will change your life you are the temple of the Holy Spirit we are supposed to be carriers of the presence of God wherever we go we are supposed to be carriers of the glory of God wherever we go our bodies are supposed to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians. Let's look at that scripture. I want you to follow me very well. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Let's read from verse 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he who commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Somebody touch your body and say, this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the sanctuary of God. When we go to a place, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. When we go to a place, it is really for corporate worship, communion with the saints, fellowshipping with the saints. And there is a place for that, and it's very powerful. There are certain things that will not be broken when you're just worshiping alone. There is a place where you need to be with other people. There are things, thank God for all our online viewers, but there are things that will not happen in your life when you're just seated on your seat. 
that there is a place where when you come together with other believers that there's a, there's a grace that is released but the truth is you are the location for the presence of God you are the place of worship when God looks at you he's seeing a moving sanctuary of his glory that's why he wants us to set ourselves apart why because it's not about a location yes this is an altar for God that we have set apart for God but but very soon we're actually already looking for a place we are looking for a better place a bigger place so when we leave this place we'll go to another building that doesn't mean that the presence of God was here. You get it? This was just a location. Yes, we sanctified it. We've prayed about it. We have dedicated it. But we are the ones who will carry the presence of God to the new location. And that is what Jesus Christ wanted this woman to understand. It is not how beautiful the building is. It is not how big the building is. It is not how... It is just about the presence of God that makes a difference. How I pray that you will yearn after the presence of God. Because every other thing can fade away. Every other thing can change. But when you are in the presence of God, Bible says in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I pray that you will become a worshiper not just when you go to a location like this, but wherever you go. That when you go to your office, it becomes the sanctuary of God. When you step into that bank that you're working in, that now becomes the altar of God. When you go, when you're in your home, you know, perhaps in the kitchen washing dishes, that becomes a holy place. Oh, hallelujah. When you begin to do that, you see, there is something about you being the sanctuary of God that makes you have dominion wherever you go. Let's look at that scripture. I've preached about this before, but I want to share it, for, you know. You can never have dominion unless you have recognized your place as a priest of God that carries the presence of God. You can never have the, 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 the dominion unless you have you are an altar. Psalms 114 verse 1 says what? When Israel came out of Egypt and the house of Jacob from a people of a strange language Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel his dominion when they came out of Egypt Egypt means sin Egypt means a place of compromise a place of darkness the moment you begin to set yourself about holiness is not about a set of rules it is about saying I know that I carry the presence of God I know I carry the glory of God I know I'm the sanctuary of God so I will set myself apart for the master's use 
that whenever he's looking around, you see, I, I always share this. You, you never find cups, I mean, just, just, you know, metaphoric, but you never really can go to a kitchen or to your wardrobe or whatever and then cups begin to, to clamor, you know, and say, please use me today, drink from me today, you know, use... You just move around and what you do, dude, you just look at a cup which is what? Clean, you know, which is good. And you just pick it. And, and, and so God is just looking for people who have set themselves apart. And saying, if you know that you are the sanctuary of God, nobody will tell you to pray. Nobody will tell you to fast. I mean, these things will come out of that knowledge that I am a vessel of God. I am a vessel of honor. Hallelujah. Bible says in a house, in a big house, in a large house, there are many vessels, vessels of gold and silver and clay and, and, and all kinds of vessels, some for noble purposes and some for ignoble purposes. But if you separate yourself you become a vessel of honor, ready for every good work. Touch yourself and say, I'm the sanctuary of God. I am the sanctuary of God. Worship happens in me. Wherever I go, I go to my office, I will change the atmosphere. The atmosphere will shift. You know, you, you, I, I don't fear witchcraft. I don't fear witch doctors. If I step in, they leave. Because light and darkness cannot stay in the same place. Because I am, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. So God speaks to this one, says, Woman, listen. A time is coming when people will neither worship from the mountain or worship from Jerusalem. It will not be about a location. It will not be about which church you go to. What's the name of your denomination? What's the name of your pastor? All these are important, but what is most important is you are, you are the sanctuary. You are the one that carries the glory of God. When he talks about worship, God is not thinking about a place. He's thinking about a person. So Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. You cannot carry God and be broke. You cannot carry God and have sicknesses in your body. You cannot carry God and struggle with things in life. I'm not saying that the enemy will not attack you, but greater is he who is in what? than the devil that is in the world. That the moment we are not seeking the things, but seeking God, these things will be attracted to us. That's what Jesus Christ was trying to say. Seek ye first the kingdom and the righteousness. Righteousness is set yourself apart. Know that you carry God. Know that you are separated. Know that you are a peculiar people, a holy nation, a people that have been set apart for God. When you know that, all these things will come nations will come to the brightness of your rising Ooh, hallelujah I wish I had the whole day to preach but let's move on to number two 
so worship is not about a place it's not about jerusalem it's not about the mountain we want you to come to impact church but wherever the lord leads you wherever you are it could be any church it's not about you know i've had people complain you believe i say man that church now i now i know for a fact there are some churches that are really dead okay but there are people who always think they always see a problem everywhere but you need to realize that you are the presence of god praise the lord it is not about where you have gone it's about what you carry as long as god is in that place you can transform it oh hallelujah so worship is not about a location number two Jesus tells this woman he says believe me a time is coming when you not worship on this mountain and number two number two is worship must come with knowledge on knowledge you can only worship who you know or what you know we talked about that scripture last Sunday where God says what well, these people come to me with their lips but their hearts are and says their worship of me is made up of the traditions that have been taught the commandments of men we have two kinds of people who come to church there are those who come to church as I said because of many other reasons because I was born in this religion in this church so I have to come to this church or you know whatever reason but worship comes from intimacy it comes from knowledge you cannot say you worship a God that you do not know so Jesus tells this woman says you Samaritans worship what you do not they actually worship but they worship what they do not and there are lots of people in the church who will, they will raise up their hands they will clap their hands they will jump they will shout but they do not know God they've never had an encounter with God they've never had an experience that I normally I like, I like to call a head-on collision with God I like using this illustration when, when, when you find, you know, you can find people on the road and they're arguing that they have knocked each other. You, you look around and the cars barely have anything on them. How many of you have seen that? And you're like, I wonder why these guys are even causing all this traffic. But there, there are places where nobody needs to tell you that there's been an accident. It is evident that these cars there's a damage the cross has to have some damage in your life the cross has to have some damage on the way you walk on the way you talk on the way you live on how you work there has to be an evidence that you have met 
God. When, when, when Paul met Christ, he was kicked off his high horse. And, and, and he fell to God and said, Lord, who are you? He says, you know, he thought that whatever he, he thought he knew God, but then he says, who is it you, Lord? He says, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Some of us have stayed around church for so long, but we have never really known God. That's why, I, I, I mean, I believe there are some people who are going to get to heaven and they will be so surprised because the Jesus that they have had been worshipping all their lives is not the Jesus that they will see. Why? He is way more powerful, way more glorious, way more... impact church that we will know God there's a word called yada which is the word associated with worship and it is a deep kind of knowledge Which is, you know, like what the Bible talks about uh, 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 a man forsaking his father and mother and becoming one with his wife. And, and there's a place that God is calling us where it is not about what we know. There are places I've come to in my life as says, God. Perhaps even my knowledge is hindering me from knowing you. Sometimes we know too much to know God. Even sometimes your education can get in the way of knowing God. Because now you want to reason everything. You want to understand everything. You, everything has to make logical sense. It has to be rational. But, but, but there are men, the Bible talks about Peter and John when they came before the Sanhedrin. The Bible says they look at this man and they're like, these men were raw. They had not been cooked, if I can put it in the right way. They, 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 are, the Bible says they, they were raw and unlearned. But when they saw their boldness, they knew that this man had been with Jesus. God does not call us out of sin and out of the world just so we can have a ministry, just so we can sing some songs. The Bible says he called the apostles so they might be with him and that he might send them forth. So the number one thing for all of us before ministry, before even prayer, before even... Do you know you can pray and not be intimate with God? You can pray, but it's just out of legalism. You know, you're like, I have to pray. You know, I'll be guilty if I don't pray, if I don't do this. But there's a place where God draws you. Says, Lord, draw me. Draw me to yourself. I want to know you. Worship. You have to worship who you know. And friends, 
in the last days there's going to be a clear distinction between those who know God and those who do not the Bible tells us that there's going to be such an increase of iniquity that the love of many shall grow cold and it is only those who know God that can be strong and do great exploits. I want to challenge you. It is not about, you know, even what I tell you. Because I, I know my God. But you need to know your God. You need to know your God. You need to know your God. You know when the sons of Sceva were, were, were trying to cast out demons, what, what did the demons tell them? says, Paul we know. Jesus we know. But who are you? Because when you know God, there is, a, there is an authority that you carry. Even in the spirit realm. I say praise the Lord. Let us seek to know him. Let us be like Paul. Like God, I don't want just to be at the outer court. We're talking about worship. You have to worship who you know. And friends, you can never know someone remotely. I cannot say I know the president. I know about him, but I don't know him. Knowledge comes with communication. It comes with proximity. It also comes with time. You cannot just know someone just like that. You've got to give yourself time. But there is a man that the Bible talks about in the book of Exodus. The Bible talks about Joshua. And no wonder when God was looking for a man who could remain and take the people to the promised land and fight battles, Joshua became the man. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Let me just show you one scripture here. Exodus chapter 33. So let's, I think it's, let's go to 34 because of of time. It's talking about the scripture that we all know. Verse 8, verse 33, verse 8. It came to pass when Moses went to the tabernacle that all the people rose up, stood every man at his tent door, looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. You know, I don't have time to go through this, but a tabernacle is just a tent that God had told Moses to put in the desert so that whenever he wants to come and meet his people, he would come and, and, and meet them there. But the people, God had not, when you read before, God had told this that this tabernacle was for everyone. But people just say, ah, let's leave this for Moses. You know, there are those people who have been called into the fivefold ministry, pastors, evangelists, all this. That is their job. For us, we will just come on Sunday and they will download for us what God has been speaking. That is how these people were. They would just stand, everyone at his tent door, and they just watch Moses. 
And Bible says, and it came to pass that as Moses entered to the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar would descend. This is God himself. And, and um, cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. The others are just enjoying looking at. Are there people in the church today? They're like, ah, me, I just don't, I don't want to be too much. I don't have to be very spiritual. You know, I, I can just know God, you know. Those things of going for prayer, people are praying overnight. You know, people are, what are you looking for? Me, I will just have my two hours every Sunday. I give them to God. Yes. But you cannot, they say you cannot fight a full-time devil when you're just a part-time worshiper. So they would look at Moses. Now listen. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the, at the tabernacle. And all the people rose up and worshipped. But they are worshipping. Bible says every man in his tent door. They are like, okay, you Moses go there. Us, we will just stand at our tent door and worship. Man, listen to this. And the Lord spoke with Moses face to face. As a man speaks with his friend. Oh, how I desire that I will know God. That we can get to a place where he will speak face to face. I remember I told you about Joshua. So Moses had that experience. But he was not alone. Joshua was there. And, and the Bible says this. And he turned again. So Moses left the tabernacle. Went back into the camp. The Bible talks about Joshua and says. But his servant Joshua. The son of Nun. A young man. Where are the young people in the house? Uh, any young people? The Bible says. <laughs> How I pray that the young men, even when we go, we, we leave the, we, we, the young men and the young women will stay. Because the Bible must have had a reason why they mentioned this. Joshua the son of a young man departed not out of the tabernacle. Even when Moses would go out now to take care, you know, ministry itself can take you out of God, of the presence of God activity. I mean, if we had time, we would talk about Martha and how Martha was so busy serving Jesus. Busy, you know, doing, that was ministry, busy serving. But Mary chose the better part. Feels, seems like I, I, I just have to finish this message next Sunday. Because I want us to pray. I want us to pray into those two things and ask God, let me be a sanctuary. And two, help me to know you. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. That my life will be a pursuit.
The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Thank you.